Why is it that there are people in this county, obviously, who are afraid of black people? What is it you are afraid black people are going to do? I mean, that's what I'd like to know. I'm, I'm afraid of uh, them coming to Forsyth County. I lived in Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta. And uh, in 1963, the first blacks were bused to West Fulton High School. And I go down there now, and I see my neighborhood and my community, which was a nice community, a nice neighborhood, and now it's nothing but a rat-infested slum area because they don't care. It's not white fear, it's white power. I think you all, we, we as a group have it twisted sometimes in terms of understanding that this is power. You know, they create the fear within themselves. Um, there's nothing that black people have done to make white people more fearful. If anything, black people should be more fearful than white folk, if I'm being honest, right? If you think about the history of America and how, we, how black folks came to this country, how we've been treated because of the color of our skin, we should be the ones running for our lives. Again, we go back to the, how the perceptions of media, how they portray black men, right? Scary, you know, superhuman strength, you know, type of aggression, right? Um, if that becomes the, uh, the narrative that people, again, people are exposed to, these white people, they develop a fear, right? Well, you fear what you don't know, you know? And, and the reality is, um, I think it's 80 something percent of white people live in uh, homogenous communities where pretty much it's predominantly white. And then you think about it, most of them go to predominantly white schools. Uh, their, their religious organizations are predominantly white. So their exposure to black people outside of sports and entertainment is very low. And so though we've been in the same country with them for hundreds of years, they really don't know us. Came from, my name's Frank Shirley. I'm the head of the committee to keep Forsyth and Dawson County white. They... Let him speak. Please let him speak. He has the right to speak. Okay, the news media is covered up. There were thousands of white people that came out to join our white people's protest. This is the largest white people's protest against communism and race mixing in the last 30 years. The news media has deliberately covered up the nature of the Brotherhood marchers, many of whom are commun outright communists and homosexuals, and our organization was the only one that dared take a stand against them. I recently uh, invested in some property in Alabama, and the first thing that people ask me is, am I afraid of the KKK? That is the first thing that Black folks ask me. You ain't scared of the KKK? Why do you think that they ask me that? I purport and maintain because we're still afraid of white folks because they're very powerful. They're very demonic. They're very evil uh, in, in the way that they administer um, their power. And that is a real fear. We still recognize that there is no consequence um, to hurting us. White fear has um, did a number on us in this country. I mean, this is why they didn't want us in their schools. This is why they didn't want us in their neighborhoods. Even though they raped our women at a high clip, which is why most African-Americans have at least uh, five to 20% of white ancestry in their DNA. And it went through, you know, um, consensual relationships, you know, um, we should be fearing them, but for whatever reason, they have this this uh, this illogical fear of black people. Though, where have we terrorized them in American history? What have we done to them? But exists and ask for them to treat us with dignity and respect. 
and, and honor our humanity. Today, I will lay out just some of the evidence proving that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. With the most recent activities, I'm fearful. I am, I am fearful because when I, when you look at the TV screen and you saw the riots happening at the Capitol and all of those things, I was afraid to come out of my house because I do live in a suburban area with a lot of white people in my community. I'm not sure if there was gonna be a noose in my front yard on my tree. I'm not sure if I was to go to the grocery store that somebody wouldn't try to hit me with their car. We should be fearful. That is white power. That was bold. For them to go to that Capitol like that, right? And for them to have the power to negotiate with the police officers that were there and them police just step out the way, that was not fear. What are they to be afraid of? The worst part about it for me is the fact that they don't really want to charge them with anything serious like outside of misdemeanors, right? And, you know, they, you know, it tends to be, you know, pretty apologetic, pretty friendly, you know? You know, I don't really see media, you know, outlets really talking about the seriousness of what they tried to do, you know? They never used words like thugs or animals or, you know, called them criminals like they did when we, when Black people were having peaceful protests with Black Lives Matter. A perfect example, people, I mean, it's, we always talk about it like the like the, the two Americas, the two countries, the two sets of laws, you know? And honestly, for me personally, I just was not surprised, you know, by the, A, by the lack of, the lack of a reaction by quote unquote law enforcement, and also by, um, just by their audacity and their, and their, they just felt it was okay to do. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? There's there's no, it's there, it is a white, this is a white settler colonial state, right? This is just a white settler colonial project. And that just proved to you that, that they can really go out and revolution, as they're, they're calling the revolution, right? They're calling this revolution. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home, we love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. That, that, that is white privilege at its finest. If, if we want to talk about white privilege, let's, let's, show, let's show videos of folks getting sprayed with water hoses so they can vote <laughs> and then compare that to what happened on January 6th. She thinks it's cute that her driver almost hit my kids, and she thinks she needs to take a video of it. I'm being threatened by a man in the Rambo. Please send the cops immediately. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a in Sunday a at the lake? Yes. I just All of these women have been identified as Karens by the internet. The term has burst into the scene as racial tensions reach a boiling point in the U.S. The phrase may be new, but Karen-like behavior has been a constant in this country's history. I don't care what you think I'm 
None of these women are actually named Karen, but to many people, they embody a certain persona in American society. A white person who uses their status and power to threaten or humiliate people of color. White fear kills African Americans and it also justifies it. I feared for my life, they say. That's why I killed them. In my neighborhood in East Oakland, there was a white man that shot into the window of his neighbor, who was a Black American, and her son shot into the window of the son's bedroom with a real gun and spray painted obscenities on the woman's um, garage. That's not fear of her. That's showing her that I have power over you, that I can shoot your son if I want to. What's the difference between I've a black talked, person and a nigger to you? I've talked to black people. Black people, they don't want to come up here. They, they don't want to cause any trouble. That's a black person. A nigger wants to come up here and cause trouble all the time. That's the difference. You make people, you make the population think that these particular folks are scary when in actuality they're not. So when you kill them, when you throw them up in throw them in prison, it's justified. It's okay because they're subhuman. Unfairly policing people of color is embedded deep in America's history. Karen just happens to be the new name for it. Take the 1955 murder of Emmett Till, a 14-year-old black boy who was lynched after being accused of flirting with a white woman in Mississippi. She admitted her claims were false decades later. So Karen isn't always just a woman who likes to speak to the manager. It's much deeper than that. There's a common thread throughout American history, with people of color being targeted for existing in traditionally white spaces, or for doing something most would describe as normal or harmless behavior. And we've seen over and over again that these types of altercations can lead to serious consequences for those targeted, sometimes even resulting in death. I think that when people false, make those false claims and the police gets there because now you've just uh, had them come to your home or to your area or to your community, which costs money that should could be used to something more serious, that could be used for, you know, finding a child that's been kidnapped or whatever, you know, something more serious than what, what you're complaining about. So I think they need to be charged and I think that uh, the the community and the police need to really there need to be laws in place that really comes down hard on people that make these false accusations. I think if that happened and people started being locked up and and really losing you know like freedom of life, I think it might cut it down. We are talking about race in this country more clearly and openly than we have almost ever in the history of this country. It's at, it's on the table. Mm -hmm. You know, because we have so, a, we have a history of sort of ignoring problems ignoring until it. you can't anymore. Yeah, I, I think ra racism is is not getting worse; it's getting filmed. You know, uh, you know. So, you know. So, I, I think I think that the, re the revolution may not be, be televised, yeah, but it's being tweeted. It's at being least. tweeted yeah. for sure. You know. So, I I, I really think it, it, the, the, this this darkness, as as bad as it is, and as difficult as it is, the problems are on the table. You know. So, I I, I view that in the, in the same way as Jade and I had to work through things in our marriage. When the truth comes out, when it gets on the table, and you have to confront what's real, it sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm just being. If we want to be completely honest, literally, physically, we're better. And this is all proven facts. Physically, we're better. Um, Civilization-wise, 
we created better. Um, Intellect-wise, we've invented more. Like literally, there is no range or any level of test that we have not superseded white like white America or uh, just as a whole, really any race. So I definitely understand like where the fear is coming from. And so I think, you know, their existence in our lives in terms of the power structure and, and white folks really still being in power as the norm impacts us on a regular and daily basis because white folks being in power means that black folks have to be on the bottom because that's how this country was created. We are, we are racing for a $100 bill. The winner of this race will take this. It's a $100 bill. Before I say go, I'm gonna make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I want you to stay right where you're at. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. Take two steps forward if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Take two steps forward if you had access to a private education. Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. Take two steps forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Take two steps forward if you've never had to help mom or dad with the bills. Take two steps forward if it wasn't because of your athletic ability, you don't have to pay for college. Take two steps forward if you never wondered where your next meal was going to come from. I want you guys up here in the front just to turn around and look. Every statement I've made has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Has nothing to do with decisions you've made. Everything I have said has nothing to do with what you've done. We all know these people up here have a better opportunity to win this hundred dollars. Does that mean these people back here can't race? No. We would be foolish to not realize we've been given more opportunity. We don't want to recognize that we've been given a head start. But the reality is we have. Now, there's no excuse. They still got to run their race. You still got to run your race. But whoever wins this hundred dollars, I think it'd be extremely foolish of you not to utilize that and learn more about somebody else's story. Because the reality is, if this was a fair race and everybody was back on that line, I guarantee you some of these black dudes would smoke all of you. And it's only because you have this big of a head start that you're possibly gonna win this race called life. That is a picture of life, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing you've done has put you in the lead that you're in right now. When I say go, on your mark, get set, go. Oh, my 
what you're witnessing is the end of white supremacy. And they don't know what to do because their entire existence and identity is based in supremacy and it's based in our oppression. Why did white folks, where you grew up, how could they and why would they hate somebody like your grandmother? Why would they hate black people? Because they're frightened. Why? You didn't uh -huh. have guns. I know. But people afraid, for one thing, that basically people are afraid to die. You that is that? basic. I'm coming to it. Let me explain. Basically, people are afraid to die. So they clutch to something which they think will preserve their lives. So they try to guarantee happiness to themselves by shunting dirt and misery off on someone else. That's Sterling Brown. Uh, Sterling Brown's poem, The Strong Man. Uh, people feel, if I can keep them out of this building, them off this street, them out of this employment line, I'll live a little longer. They don't think it consciously, but that is fundamental. People are afraid to be pried loose from their ignorance because they know their ignorance so well, they know it better than they know their body odors. And if you say, come on, give me up your, give up your ignorance, they get into that terrible position, terrifying position, which Shakespeare talks about at the end of the soliloquy, Hamlet soliloquy. They'd rather bear the ills they have than fly to others that they know not of. Thus conscience doth make cowards of us all. So they are cowardly. I'm very disappointed. I think that white people owe people of color to fix this. I think that we've never done enough. I think if even the events in the last four years haven't horrified you, I don't know what will horrify you enough to want to move forward in your own life and look back and not have any regrets about the kind of person you are but nobody wants to hear that <laughs> but I think that would be the advice I would give like how can you live with yourself if you are not moving this issue forward in any way that you can well I have something to say I'm very upset about what's going on I don't think that Forsyth County has been portrayed right uh, it's not only about what's outside right now but I just really hate to think that it's going to take someone either black or white getting hurt or losing their lives before people can sit down and talk this out. It is a time for change. There's nothing we can do about it. Everybody, there's one God. And I just hate to think that someone is going to get hurt before the people get some sense about them and talk about this and get it like it's supposed to be. It, how is it supposed to be? White together in Forsyth County. There's no other way. On the next episode of No Church in the Wild, we will examine demasculization and the impact it has had on the evolution of black men and women. <laughs>